You have to edit it. What do you mean I have to edit it? Matt does the editing. Matt's not here. God, so I have to do it? I don't know how to freaking edit. Yes, edit the podcast. Oh, I have to do everything. Why am I the most important member of this podcasting team? I'll do it later. Dude, it's Friday. You have to edit it. Fine, here's the damn podcast or whatever. In this episode of The Living Force, Corey gives his opinion on Star Wars news. We need a statement, not a manifesto. Corey tells you about his favorite parts of Star Wars visions. Rebellions are built on hope. And these other guys ramble on about some unimportant nonsense or whatever else they do on the show. Oh, Lyra. Troublesome as ever. Yes, that's it. That's the intro. Oh, it's beautiful. Welcome to the Living Force, a Eugenie Network podcast all about the books we love and the people we love even more. I'm one of your hosts, Eric Eilerson, and joining me tonight are a full cast of wonderful characters. But before I introduce them, we want to remind all of you joining us live, one, you're great, and two, please like the video. Uh, and if you're watching this later, put a like on there. It helps the analytics. Share it with your friends. It helps the analytics even more. See, Andrew, I did it. Uh, but now... To the other crazy characters we got here, we have Mr. Newly Beard, Dr. Corey Helton. Newly hey, Beard, not a newly beard. <laughs> uh, I actually don't like anybody else on this show. I give you that setup and that's what you do with it. <laughs> I, I, I lofted a softball and you bunted. All right, next up we got uh, the guy who finally plugged in his computer, Dr. Charles Hankel. Hey, sir. Yeah, hey, my computer's plugged in. Uh, I'm running low on battery personally. It, it has been a day. Hasn't it just been a day? I, yes. I don't know. We're here. Uh, it has been a day, but luckily we are joined by my personal battery. The one that gives me the energy, the one that fills my life. Wes Jenkins. Hello everyone. I had the day off today and you know what I did? I worked. I worked for my company on my day off all day today. Oh Why so would you do now, that? Don't do that. You know, worked for free. Uh, sort of, not really, but anyways, um, that's what I did. And, uh, I hear the, the Red Sox are playing and they have three run home run. Great. That's great. I'll, I only want the Red Sox to win. So the Astros can play them, um, and, and ruin their world series hopes. So yay, go Emma and your team. There we go. <laughs> I love playoffs in the Utini world because the couple sports figures just rise to the top and it gets super intense. Um, love it. Hope that whatever team you're rooting for in the playoffs of, the baseball? Is that the World Series? What are they? Is it just called the playoffs? The baseball yes. playoffs? Okay, is it's, that called like the right? Okay, right yeah. now, it's called the ALDS, ALDS. and the right. NLDS. I don't know why you put the, me in this four division series because I want to see. <laughs> I want to see what your face looks like when we start talking about sports. And just eyes just get big. Oh, and you, get you know, just whatever. Like, <laughs> all <you> right, <laughs> all right. Uh, go White Sox. All right. Um, so a couple things today. Uh. Today is actually a very special day for a lot of reasons, and we want to start off by saying <gasps> happy Indigenous Peoples Day, happy National Coming Out Day, and happy Day of the Girl. There's a lot of days going on right now, um, and we want to say if you are a member of any of those communities, we love you. Uh, I know that it's a tough day for a lot of people in those communities because they are days of remembrance for hard times in the past and hard times in the present, but I hope that everyone in the Utini community and the world at large is doing better 
at recognizing these folks for the amazing folks that they are. And a special thing on National Coming Out Day to all of our friends that maybe don't feel safe coming out just yet. That's okay. Know that we love you. Know that this community loves you. And whenever you're ready to show everyone who you truly are, we will be here. So happy day to all of you. We love you a lot. Another thing now, we want to say congratulations to Emma Candon, the first time published author as of tomorrow because folks tomorrow star wars ronin a visions novel is officially released out into the world and yo we got content coming your way we got a written review on utini.com we have a video review on the utini youtube channel we have a interview with emma on our podcast chase uh podcast platforms yeah yes our podcast platforms and we also have a recorded video interview with us and Emma, all about their experience writing Ronin. It is, um, guys, how would you describe our interview with Emma Cannon? I think it's one of the coolest oh, things you've literally ever done. <laughs> one of the most fun interviews by far we've ever done. She is a gem. Let me tell you. Ah! Absolutely. So Off down to earth. Yeah. yeah. We talked about so much stuff I didn't necessarily <clears throat> expect to get into. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Surprising, but fun and, and educational. Dang it. Yeah. <laughs> we learned that all of our college classes sucked because Emma's college classes sound awesome. Yeah. So, uh, go check out the interview for sure. Yes. Pick up Ronin. Either start reading it right away, or you can listen to our interviews first. They will be spoiler free, as will the reviews. So don't worry about getting any spoilers. Check out Utini content, celebrate Ronin, go into the Discord channel, hang out with everyone, tell them where you are. Book release days are the best at Utini. So can't wait for tomorrow. And finally, if you need a little more Ronin, tonight, literally at this exact second, there is a Nerdist panel going on on the Nerdist YouTube channel with our buddy Tom from Delray, with Matt Martin from Story Group, and Emma talking all about Ronin. And I believe that's being recorded, so stay there. Don't leave us. I mean, you can if you want. We get it. But if you want to stay, watch our live show. Uh, that should be posted on the Nerdist YouTube channel after. I will definitely be checking that out. Cannot wait. Happy Ronin week. Now... The opposite of happiness, though, is the Utini fantasy update. Everybody, um, everything sucks. All I feel <laughs> is pain. I don't understand <laughs> how I'm so bad at something I love so much. But I do want to give a congratulations to our very own, our, our Emma, our Emma Park, uh, different than Emma Cannon, but also amazing and awesome. Emma is beating the snot out of me this week and has beaten me. All our, play all our players are done. And Emma, you uh, on the heels of Tom Brady and DJ, DK Metcalf got the most points of our league this week. Congratulations. Um, God, that's it sucks. It really, I'm so bad. Um, but I also want to say congrats to our very own Timothy Guthrie, who after tonight's Monday Night Football matchup may overtake Emma. Uh, Emma, I'm conflicted. I want to root for you to keep the title, but also you're, you're embarrassing me in front of the Wizards. So... I don't know if I want you to win. So, yeah, there's that. Emma's going to be four and one. I'm going to be one and four. Wes, are you doing any better? How, how's, how are you um, doing? Well, um, I ha I still have Lamar Jackson to play tonight, and um, I've already won. So I could bench him, and I already won. Um, so Jay Carson? <laughs> oh, yeah. Everybody Jay? Yeah, new, new Republic Patriots. You are four and zero oh as of today. Tomorrow you will be four and one. Enjoy. I dang, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, the the Christian McCaffrey injury really hurt a lot, but that's 
So that's our Utini Fantasy update. Wes, congrats. Emma, congrats. I really hope I know how to play this game eventually and Delvin Cook is ever not hurt. All right, moving on to our Patreon update. Thank you to all of our lovely patrons, including our new patron, Matt Billington. Uh, just sounds like a cool name to say. So Matt Billington, uh, thank you for joining our Patreon because Matt has pushed over the threshold, everyone, of the Attack of the Clones commentary. That's right. We hit our next Patreon goal incredible thank you all so much thank you thank you thank you you're the reason that literally everything happens on this website the reason the servers don't crash we don't crash ever uh like facebook used to am i right but um yeah you all will by the end of the month ish be getting the four of us talking about attack of the clones which is why i'm wearing this shirt tonight and Corey, uh this is what you've been waiting for You've been waiting for us yeah. to watch Attack of the Clones for months. Yeah. Also, I got to say, quite frankly, I never thought we would be at this this level of Patreon mm. support. I mean, we're like coming up on $1,000, which is absolutely insane. I mean, it's we're going to be able to buy plane tickets to celebration. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be oh, awesome. Oh, are we, Corey? Yeah. No, not for you. Not for you. <laughs> Maybe for someone else, but not for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, this is really exciting. I mean, Attack of the Clones this has a special place in my heart. I can't wait to to laugh at the cringiness, to, you know, make fun of the horrible lines between Hayden Christensen and, you know, I, I can't wait. It's going to be a blast. Like, there's so much yes. to love. There's so much to hate, and it's going to be so much fun. Like, I'm excited, man. I'm really, Just, really excited. Yeah. I want to see if nobody says anything when Natalie Portman runs after she falls off the the gunship it's amazing <laughs> the hero i i will never forget i will never forget when i was a kid i saw that movie i i have a vivid memory of this the entire theater erupted in laughter when she fell then she pauses for a minute and that guy runs through he's like are you okay and she's like yeah i'm good let's go it literally the entire theater erupted in laughter and i didn't get it as a kid i was like what's so funny i don't understand and that has be been great. burned in my brain for <laughs> years and now i get it and it's hilarious but i'm excited to watch it because if y'all uh on patreon listen to our phantom menace commentary we all lear somehow learn new things about that movie watching it together and actually did find a lot of parts that we now loved even more. And I think Attack of the Clones will watch them with your best friends. It can't not get better. Um, we are huge fans, obviously, of all the movies. But this is going to be a special one. Especially with Hayden being back in the news so much lately because of Obi-Wan. Like, dude yeah. is on the circuit. He was at NYCC. He was right. on the Empire State Building. Like, dude is living his life. No, Hayden's back. He's getting a lot of recognition now, which is really, really great. And you know, Good. we don't have to. We don't have to like reconfirm that we love Star Wars because you guys know that. Like, yeah, we we love it. We don't have true negative things to say. There's things to love and dislike about everything. And mm -hmm. Attack of the Clones is at the bottom of most people's list, and we have to acknowledge that fact. And there's a reason for that. So it's gonna be really fun. It's really fun to watch. Like, I can't. I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> Keep an so eye funny. out. By the end of the month, uh, we're going to get together and do that. Uh, it's my fault that it's coming in late because I, again, am going on vacation for my birthday uh, in about a week and a half. So I am delaying that. But once I get back, we're going to watch Tackle the Clones together. And as a reminder, if you are on Patreon uh, now, you will get access to that when we upload it. But if you join later, in a month, in a year, you get access to everything we've ever put on Patreon. So if money's a little tight right now, no big deal. Or if you want to just like subscribe for a month and binge everything and binge all the commentaries, go for it. We love you anyway. All right. Now it's time for quite uh, a thick, thick boy dense Star Wars Weekly Roundup. Bam. It's the Star Wars Weekly Roundup. 
Yes, it is. Because y'all, the High Republic has been amazing. And I love everything about it. And the Thrawn Ascendancy trilogy has been really great. Love everything about it. The Queen's Hope Peril trilogy, the Padme trilogy has been great. Love everything about it. But you know what I forgot? There's other Star Wars books that get made. And we got a weird out of actual nowhere announcement on Thursday that broke us all mentally and spiritually. Uh, we got four new books announced, y'all. Yeah. We got what two adult heck? novels and a YA and a where? What? And from what corner? Where did this even <laughs> right. come from? Like, like I just remember Slack was blowing up and everybody's like freaking out about something. And usually that either means it means one of two things: it means they just dropped some crazy news that no one was was expecting, or something horrible happened. And like the, <laughs> yes. like the website is like been replaced by a, a copyright strike from Disney. I don't know, like. Something Shit, bad. Don't say the D word like on stream. A, <laughs> like an April Fool's type announcement, you know, when mm -hmm. when you hit, you're like, the Sopranos is back, and then you're like, oh, it's, is it April first? It's April first. Forget this right. article. Exactly. Yeah, but this is real. It's incredible. We got we got four novels. So what we're gonna do for the Star Wars Weekly Roundup? We're gonna go through each of them. We're gonna tell you what they are, who it's by, when it's coming, and then we're just gonna read the synopsis we got and show you the amazing cover, not finals. Uh, that were released. So um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to. Uh, guys, who wants to take? Because Charles, you got a you got a couple ones that I, I'm going to let you choose from. But who wants to talk about Shadows of the Sith? And when uh, I I got it pulled up here, I can talk. Go for it, man. Tell them what this is, who it's by, got, and read that beautiful synopsis. Cool. I got that screen share pulled up, too, and you think it's appropriate, Wes. Uh, right. Yeah, so Shadow of the Sith by Adam Christopher, releasing on June 28th in 2022. Now, remember, guys, uh, Adam Christopher is who was going to do the Mandalorian book, correct? Right? That's who he was, yes. right? Yeah. I, I feel like he wrote the entire thing. It, I, is the vibes is, I got, and then I it got feel like, <laughs> Yes, I feel like it is in existence somewhere, and it conflicted with season two maybe i don't know yep. something weird happened with the mandalorian book and it never it never was released it was set for release maybe they announced some it. characters were very yeah. prominent that maybe they didn't want to put on the show anymore no, I don't that's, know. Like, that's a good point that's a good point so yeah who knows who knows uh regardless point is he's but. getting a star wars book and it sounds awesome so the here's the the summary essentially luke skywalker and lando calrissian return in this essential novel set between return of the jedi and the force awakens the empire is dead nearly two decades on from the battle of endor the tattered remnants of palpatine's forces have fled to the farthest reaches of the galaxy but for the heroes of the new republic danger and loss are ever-present companions even in this newly forged era of peace jedi master luke skywalker is haunted by visions of the dark side foretelling an omnim ominous i almost said omnibus so you said omnibus <laughs> foretelling an omnibus finally of the poe dameron comic which has still not been written foretelling an ominous secret growing somewhere in the depths of space on a dead world called exegol the disturbance in the force is undeniable and luke's worst fears are confirmed when his old friend lando calrissian comes to him with reports of a new sith menace after his daughter was stolen from his arms lando searched the stars for any trace of his lost child but every new rumor led only to dead ends and fading hopes until he crossed paths with Ochi of Bestoon, a Sith assassin tasked with kidnapping a young girl. Ochi's true motives remain shrouded to Luke and Lando, for on a junkyard moon, a mysterious envoy of the Sith Eternal has bequeathed a sacred blade to the assassin, promising that it will give him answers to the questions that have haunted him since the Empire fell. In exchange, he must complete a final mission, return to Exegol with the key to the Sith's glorious rebirth, the granddaughter of of Darth Sidious himself, Ray. 
As Ochi hunts Ray and her parents to the edge of the galaxy, Luke and Lando race into the mystery of the Sith's lingering shadow and aid a young family running for their lives. Welcome to the fray, Adam Christopher. You get to write possibly the most important book that has yet been written about new Star Wars canon. Holy smokes. There is so much in this. Wes, I know you have to be bouncing off the walls. This is Ray's origin story, right? Yes, trying to to mend and intertwine all these wires to to get us from Return of the Jedi all the way to... um, I guess the last Jedi and then to uh, the rise of Skywalker. I mean, that's an important step. I mean, do they, did they, did they give it to him because they were apologetic about ruining his first book or well, dude, like, they, this is the guy. I have no they, idea, they, but, but I, mean, Wes, Wes, I thought wasn't Disney going to retcon all the sequels. No, shut up. No, absolutely not. I read not. a tweet. From a source. Yeah, not at all. Um, yeah, I'm super thrilled because again, this is if if this is what you're saying it is, or if what we're thinking it is, it's Ray's origin story. And we're yeah. does this say does this like God? I don't even want to. I don't want to get into it. <laughs> this, like, does this, this, does this, this mean could... that that Luke knew know, but knew about Ray before? Oh my uh, God! I didn't even thought about that. That's crazy. <laughs> that I, I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know. This is wild. But this certainly is. Looks like it's going to have the potential to explain a lot of the plot holes that that exactly. we kind of had a problem with in the yeah. Rise of Skywalker. Me especially. So well, mm. and it's especially interesting because one, this is the first Luke content post Return of the Jedi that we've get that we get other than like you know his little bit <laughs> in um, the Battlefront Two game. But yeah, like uh-huh. the first book, oh, wow. comic, anything of Luke other than him training Ben, like this is Luke. This is a Luke yeah. book, which yeah. is also amazing. And Adam Christopher tweeted out the day of release. Um, bless his heart, things were going crazy. He said three things. One, his biggest influences were <clears throat> Revenge of the Sith by Matthew Stover, <laughs> uh, the X-Wing series by Michael Stackpole, <laughs> and Light of the Jedi by Charles Soule, which are three absolutely incredible books. He also says it is set in 21 ABY. And he says, I mm-hmm. hope you like lightsabers as much as I do. Oh my God. So like, this is this is like wow. this is arguably, I know we're like super jacked about this. We've been talking about it for like 10 minutes already, but like <laughs> this is arguably, this is arguably the biggest announcement that has ever happened in canon. Like, and hear me out. All right. Go when Legends was at like peak Legends, we're talking mm-hmm. Timothy Zahn, Heir to the Empire, you know, early mid '90s when the Legends books were flying off the shelves, right? They were so successful because they told the continuation of the films, which have the largest yep. audience, right? So, yeah, mm-hmm. no books have touched any of that stuff since canon has nope. been a thing in 2012 when Disney bought Star Wars, right? They have intentionally sort of avoided it to not step on the toes of the content creators that are making the films, right? So, the saga finish out. This yeah. is a direct continuation of things that we saw happen in the sequel trilogy, which has not yet been done. All right, we had right, yep. we had the uh, Resistance Reborn, which is pretty close, but still mm-hmm. adjacent enough that it doesn't feel like it. This is like multiple characters that are in the films, multiple plot points that are going to have to be explained. This is an expansion of the universe that we see in the films, which is like. This is why we are here, people. <laughs> yes, I don't, I don't know how to say it any more clearly. Well, we like, do. yes, it's just this is a huge announcement. I am so yeah. jacked for this. 
And the fact that they trusted him so much to give him this story, like you said, it is huge. And like Ochia Bastoon, for fans of the comic, has been showing up in the Vader comic lately. And Exegol mm-hmm. has been a mm-hmm. thing. And like they're they're taking a lot of story points that have been controversial within the fan community and saying, no, 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 <laughs> this is the story. We're going to continue it and expand it and make it awesome, which is what we've been, yeah. which is what Clone Wars did for the prequels. It's what we've been asking for for forever. So I'm, I agree. I can't wait. It's coming out again in June. So we got a little bit to wait for it, but when it happens, we will be out of the higher Republic wave <clears throat> three. So that'll have died down a little bit and we'll get to jump right into some just straight up Luke Skywalker, Lando Calrissian, yeah. Ray adventures. And I, I'm, I'm amazed. It's going to be so fun. I feel like if anything, they're going to, this would be the book that they drop. Like, like the first chapter or two, like in, yeah, february for valentine's day <laughs> oh my god please uh, also a little get off that screen this show's not over what, Wes, what, come what? on <clears throat> my but mouth also, just smacked down sorry about that that's all right but also a fun fact this comes out in uh no never mind this is a different book this is the next book we're gonna talk about um you know what I'm, i want to say a thing but charles tell us about that business on kato nemoidia for our next book here <laughs> yes. excellent transition so, brotherhood by mike chen is releasing on may 10th 2022 and the synopsis reads like this obi-wan kenobi and anakin <laughs> skywalker must stem the tide of the raging clone wars and forge a new bond as jedi knights be still my beating heart sorry that was me that's not in the summary um it continues the clone wars have begun Battle lines are being drawn throughout the galaxy. With every world that joins the Separatists, the peace guarded by the Jedi Order is slipping through their fingers. After an explosion devastates Cato Neomoidia, the jewel of the Trade Federation, the Republic is blamed and the fragile neutrality of the planet is threatened. The Jedi dispatch Obi-Wan Kenobi, one of the Order's most gifted diplomatic minds, to investigate the crime and maintain the balance that has begun to dangerously shift. As Obi-Wan investigates with the help of a heroic Neomodian guard, he finds himself working against the Separatists who hope to draw the planet into their conspiracy and senses the sinister hand of Asajj Ventress in, in the mists that cloak the planet. Amid the brewing chaos, Anakin Skywalker rises to the rank of Jedi Knight. Despite the mandate that Obi-Wan travel alone and his former master's insistence that he listen this time, Anakin's headstrong determination means nothing can stop him from crashing the party and bringing along a promising but conflicted youngling. Once a Padawan to Obi-Wan, Anakin now finds himself on equal but uncertain footing with the man who raised him. The lingering friction between them increases the danger for everyone around them. The two knights must learn a new way to work together, and they must learn quickly to save Kid and and its people from the fires of war. To overcome the threat they face, they must grow beyond master and apprentice. They must stand together as brothers. Oh my God! Thoughts, wow. Charles? So, I mean, my first thought is these synopses are, uh, or these these like summaries, these plugs are really well written in and of themselves. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, that got me super jacked up. Anything Anakin, Obi Wan, Clone Wars era, give it to me. I will read absolutely yeah. any of it. And, yeah. and as you mentioned, this is beyond all this. Obviously, I love Obi Wan. <laughs> I love this time period. I love all this stuff. It's going to answer questions that we've all always talked about. It's going to be the canon answer to what doesn't doesn't count that happened on Kid Neomodia, right? It's, you know yes, what? I bet so it does. Yeah, I bet it does too. Yeah. And then there's the, I think it's interesting because beyond, beyond Obi-Wan and Anakin, obviously, and going to Kid Neomodia, which is, which is fun, uh, this, 
this unnamed uh, Padawan or youngling, youngling. That's coming along with Anakin. Mm-hmm. Like who who might that be? Is that someone that we know? Mm-hmm. It could be really interesting. But <clears throat> it's it's funny because other than the first book that we talked about, this book and the others to me almost feel legendy, and I say that yeah. as a compliment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. some yeah, of sure. these stories are almost or are stories that were told in legends actually mm-hmm. in some of the books and this obviously is going to be very different <clears throat> it's going to be the canon story about what happened but um this i feel like you could have read this on the back of a legends novel that came out you know in the early thousands mm-hmm. and uh not bad at an eye yeah and i mean like we like dark disciple which i think is the only other canon clone wars novel now is like uh, such a favorite of ours and it's such yeah. a, it's when oh, yeah. it comes up and it's like oh yeah that was so good that was so good and we get more Saj Ventress in this book as well and it's like <clears throat> I think they're so smart to do this because number one obviously the Obi Wan series coming out they want to tie in some Obi Wan content but also yep. we all saw the numbers that got released about Clone Wars season seven and they're like oh man okay mm-hmm. uh yeah <clears throat> okay right right let's do that and it's ah. Uh, this was the most surprising of the bunch for me, I think, because I guess I don't expect any more Clone Wars content other than the movies. Yeah. Like, yeah, me what either. a swing. Mm-hmm. And can we can we talk about the, the, the title of the book, Brotherhood, and the fact that the last line of the synopsis, they must stand together as brothers? Like, Because he was yes. his brother, Anakin. Dude, this Come is, this is going to be a heavy-hitting oh, novel, I feel yeah. like. I'm I mean, already sad, man. I'm already in my sad boy feeling. What happens in this <laughs> book is, is so impactful that, the claim is that this is like how they became brothers. Yeah. Holy smokes. Yeah. I know. Like, I mean, just that this whole line about like, uh, like, uh, a lingering friction between them. It's going to danger everybody around. They must learn a way to work together. Like this is going to be really, really mm-hmm. intense. And, you know, stepping back big picture for a second here, both this book and the previous one are like, this is huge big picture stuff for Canon. Mm-hmm. Like they're taking risk and filling story points that, Maya could have been told another way. So they're taking them off the table essentially, right? So yep. you know, that's that that makes the stakes really high for me whenever they whenever we're getting direct extensions of that. Yeah. Also, fun fact in Legends, that business on Cato de Moida, do you guys ever know do you know about this? You ever heard about this? There's a book yeah. in Legends. I forget exactly what what book it is. I'm sure somebody in the comments can probably tell us. Uh where they go to Cato Nemoida Nemoida and uh uh, like Obi Wan, like accidentally opens like a crate full of drugs and gets hit in the face with like like LSD, basically, and he's like high off his mind. And Anakin ah! has to like, and he's like slurring his words, and he can't fight, and he's like trying to give Anakin a hug and like kiss him on the cheek and stuff. And is like, this the approaching storm? Is that what it is? Super? He's I don't know. He's super super drunk though, basically. Wow. And he's like tripping balls and like seeing stuff, and Anakin has to like carry into the ship. And that's the reference. That's that's all right. Some kid in Amoya doesn't doesn't count. I need that's something like that. about it. It's fantastic. It hilarious. Yeah. yeah, I'm. I also have this nerdy part of my brain that that's a dumb thing to say. It's all nerdy brain. Uh, but the 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 already artful part of my brain, I guess I'll say, is that we're gonna get probably cover art with Obi Wan and Anakin in Clone Wars garb. I would guess, and I wonder, are they gonna do like more Hayden and Ewan like looks, or are they gonna do a little more towards yeah. the animations like? We, we've seen fan art of like Ewan and Hayden in Clone Wars stuff, but it's nothing's ever been official. And I'm like, oh, it's I mean, the, the cover art for the books the last couple of years has just been gorgeous. So yeah. I can't wait mm-hmm. to see how that looks on the shelf. Corey, uh, getting, is it Labyrinth of Evil by Lucino that you ooh, love so much? I 
think it might be Labyrinth of Evil. That does sound yeah. something complicated that he would write. That. <laughs> it does. It does. I think it's yeah. what it is. Okay. Beautiful. Um, but of course, about, that's not the. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I um, I got so confused by Labyrinth of Evil. I wanted to bring up one one other thing. Do it. Uh, it says in this. I almost choked up. Almost choked up when I read this. Uh, equal but uncertain footing with the man who raised him. Yo. I know, man. I know. Yeah, going for it. It's just there's All just right. there's a, there's a lot of really really heavy themes yeah. that are in this little short synopsis that yeah. like. Yep. I'm not sure if people when they announce I should I haven't realized this until just now that we're discussing it together, but like like this is huge for the relationship of Anakin and Obi-Wan. I've always yeah. wondered what that was like. What was what was yep. early Anakin knighthood like? Like I've always well, wondered because that. Because they say here like I, I think within this book, if I'm reading this correctly, we're gonna see his ascension to Jedi Knight. Like that's kinda he, how Obi-Wan's it seems. probably gonna be like by but what is it, by the will of the force, by the will of the council. Like Obi-Wan might literally knight Anakin in oh this book. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, Dude, yeah, they're God. solidifying the relationship in this. I'm they're gonna make, really, they're, they're putting that God, relationship I'm gonna miss foundation. You, man. <laughs> this is nuts, dude. Like, this is so imagine nuts. the audiobook of 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 Ewan McGregor knighting Anakin Skywalker, like oh, with Ewan's voice and and and, and, and Hayden's Hayden's voice. Well, and also yes. what I was gonna say, and on also the last they read one, it to me personally. Oh man, <laughs> hey man, everything has a price. Uh, also, though, for all of us that are gonna be at celebration, this book release might time out pretty well with the con exclusive cover. So I don't know, that could be pretty cool. Um, May, yeah. May 10th, that is the, yeah, that's true. Right around there. Woo, okay, we got a few more to get through, holy smokes. Yep. <laughs> Two more, uh, Wes, tell us about the, the YA offering that we're getting. The YA offering, so it's Padawan by Kirsten White, releasing July 26, 2022. Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi struggles with his place in the force as a young Padawan, in this coming of age adventure. So this is this is what episode one before episode one timing? Yep, a little before <clears throat> episode one, I believe. Okay. And so Obi-Wan Kenobi really wants to be a good Padawan, the best Padawan, even, but that's feeling more and more impossible with his new master, Qui-Gon Jinn. All of Obi-Wan's friends are <laughs> off training to be real Jedi, getting mission experience, while he's still on Coruscant, practicing his forms and sitting in silent contemplation. Ever since Qui-Gon's former master, Dooku, left the Order, it feels like Qui-Gon has been too busy trying to connect with the Force or arguing with the Jedi Council to properly train his Padawan. When Obi-Wan finally convinces Qui-Gon to take him on a mission to a remote planet once explored by an ancient Jedi, his master doesn't show up the morning they are, they are to leave, so Obi-Wan impulsively takes off by himself. Upon arriving on the mysterious, lush planet, he encounters a group of teenagers with no adult supervision and who all seem to have some connection to the Force. Free from the constraints of the Order, Obi-Wan joins them in their daring adventures, but the Padawan side of him keeps questioning the teens' strange relationship to the Force and to the verdant planet around them and what all of it might mean to his future. Obi-Wan will test the limits of his relationship to the Jedi and to the Force in this exciting yet soulful exploration of one of the Star Wars' most enduring heroes. So oh. that sounds to me like teenage angst, and uh, I've, we've all been through that. So. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. Uh, one, Dude, one, one of my favorite Spotify playlists right now is called Teen Angst. <laughs> <laughs> I'm adding it right now. Yeah. Uh, but also, uh, Kirsten White did say on Twitter, very important, this is before... 
Mandalore. So this is before Obi Wan Satine. So this okay. this is not the Obi Wan Satine book. She was like, I know you're all gonna ask me. Uh, <laughs> that is not the angst in this okay. book. Um, okay. Okay. You know, Angela, Angela said in the in the in the chat that she has uh, some you know hesitations about this book, and I can kind of I can kind of yeah. feel that a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like and running off on his own. Yeah. It's yeah. Just sounds, so, it's just sound a little interesting. It does a sound like follower. It does. Yes, that's right. It does sound like mm -hmm. it might be a little like a little too hard, like trying at the young adult like genre, right? You know, sometimes they can swing too hard yeah. at young adult, and it comes across as kind of cheesy to adults. Yeah. So maybe this is how he know. learns to be a real follower because he goes to the beach where they're all like doing drugs and listening to hippie music, <laughs> yeah, and he's like, sounds. "I don't know, man. <laughs> that's what it sounds like to me. Something scared straight. Can you come pick me up? <laughs> right? They all, they all, they all have a, they all have a connection to the force, and then you know they yeah. actually they're actually all Sith, and they're like, yeah, you know, exactly. You know, they're shooting force lightning in between you know shooting up heroin yeah. so <laughs> they're yeah they're boiling they're exactly boiling their, their boiling pots and stuff with sith mm. lightning and you're like this is how we we boil water on this planet we <laughs> want sith lightning <laughs> i mean i think it'll, it'll be interesting because <laughs> like, i think it'll be cool like because this book was this book comes out in uh in july so it's later on in the year we still we don't know if obi-wan is coming out earlier next year or later so i think it'll be interesting getting to pieces of media that are essentially obi-wan kind of on his own because we assume the show is going to be a little hermit obi-wan as he's older so now we get obi-wan on his own when he's younger and i wonder if there's any going to be any interplay with that of being like you know what happens when he goes off like is he what did he learn from being a youth a street youth um <laughs> schmidt uh okay yeah i'm excited for this one it's, again it's a little more vague than the other two right but who knows anything it'll goes be interesting in a ya novel Yes, there's gonna anything, be some smooching. Goes there's off. gonna be some some kissing, maybe. Maybe Obi Wan does some kissing. You know, I don't know. He definitely All could. Right. Um, that that will make me very uncomfortable. Let me see. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. Um, but yeah, so that one's coming kiss? out. Adult novel, adult novel, YA. Um, and let me finish off with one last entry that we got, which is going to be a middle grade anthology called "The Stories of Jedi and Sith." This is releasing on June seventh. Um, and it has a bunch of authors, which we'll get to in a second. It just says, the brave Jedi, the devious Sith. These iconic heroes and villains embody the struggle between light and dark that is at the very heart of Star Wars. In this exciting middle grade anthology, 10 acclaimed authors imagine all new tales for some of the saga's most popular characters, from Luke Skywalker to Darth Vader, from Obi-Wan Kenobi to Asajj Ventress and beyond, complete with beautiful spot illustrations. Epic standoffs, cunning plots, courageous action, and ruthless anger are all here in this showcase of the enduring power of one of the greatest movie sagas of all time, including stories by Roseanne A. Brown, Sarat Chada, Delilah S. Dawson, Tessa yeah. Grattan, Michael Cog, Sam Maggs, Michael Morici, Alex Segura, Vera Strange, Karen Strong, with <laughs> illustrations by Jake Bartok, fan favorite, um, who does a lot of great art on Twitter, but he always gets an official... Uh, he gets an official thing. So, like, that seems fun. It's like the Clone Wars book, but they're all new stories. So, I don't know. That was a fun book. I think this will be fun. Yeah. That's what I got. I, I like those books. I like these. Uh, I said it before, and I'll say it again. I like these nightstand readers where you can just put yeah. one away right before you go to bed and um, yeah. just keep, you know, chopping away at it. And it's a good toilet book, right? I'm going to say, now that we're on TikTok <laughs> on the toilet, you got to put it on the bedroom stand. I get it. Um, <laughs> do you want to give a shout out here? Thank you for this in the, in the outline. Um, 
all these covers we got were by the same wonderful cover artist, Cover Not Final, and Matt Martin of the Story Group <laughs> did have a phenomenal tweet of saying, oh, yeah, these, this is the new Cover Not Final series. So, uh, Matt, <laughs> thank you for clearing I, that up. I haven't actually pulled off. Oh, my God, do you? Like, I, was, I, didn't, I didn't think I had it ready. That's why I put it in the in the notes or whatever. So, oh, my gosh, th- pull th- it this, up. This was, this was hilarious. So, Matt Martin tweeted out, uh, <laughs> exciting new Star Wars book news. Luke and Lando looking for Exegol, Clone Wars Obi-Wan and Anakin, an anthology about Jedi and Sith, and young Obi-Wan. Which are you most excited about? To which Anthony Carboni from the Star Wars show, uh, he he tweeted, "Hi Matt, could you please tell please tell us if these are all final?" And you know, of note, Matt posted the pictures, and they're all these covers that have this giant cover not final logo across them. And Anthony says, "Hi Matt, could you please tell me if these covers are final?" And then Matt Martin replied, <laughs> "I think you may be confused. These are four books in the cover not final series, which was." <laughs> One of the funniest things I've ever seen happen so between hard. random Star Wars people on Twitter, which really made me laugh. So we love you guys. Uh, so uh, that series those... seems to keep getting canceled, Bigger. like right I before know. it keeps getting canceled, <laughs> right before its release. It's like, yeah, I know. typical. Sorry. Or they change the covers last minute. What's up with that? <laughs> What's canon anymore? We don't even know. Um, but of course, everyone. Um, so all those books now are live. Pre-orders are live on the Utini new release schedule because Frank is amazing. <clears throat> so go over to the Utini new release schedule, get all those pre-orders in through whatever service you would like to use. And of course, while you're there, hopefully you already got Ronin because again, if you don't pre-order, guys, the supply chain will make it very difficult to get these books secondhand. So just get those pre-orders in if you want these books physically early uh but you can also pre-order res of now still thrawn ascendancy lesser evil which is coming on november 16th we got a month and we can say it now the next book after that is the high republic fallen star on january 4th so it's gonna come before we know it get them in that's right just sleep all at night knowing that you're getting star wars books all right the the padme book got delayed don't forget yes till april um yep so if you already pre-ordered it it just got moved around that's coming April fifth. So yeah, yeah, and we uh, we talked with we talked with Emma Camden a little bit about. Uh, she works for a publishing company, and mm-hmm. she told smaller, she told us uh, she told us company. a little bit about the. Uh, that's right. She told us a little bit about the publishing delays and stuff, and that's real, right? I mean, they're like so real. Books are not going to get printed for a couple months, I think. So you know, you better get those pre orders in. Yeah, I hope we get our copies, get Eric. What are we going to do? Yeah, Some of us can't get our. I guess we just have to share the book or something. I don't I'll know. I'll just be sad. I'll just yeah. be. I'll just do a, I'll do a zoom call with the camera, like pointed down at my book. And I'll, I'll be like, I'm going to read it at my normal speed. And you guys just have to keep up. I'm sorry. So that's not possible for any of you that ever know how fast like, wait, wait, I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. Oh, <laughs> uh, well folks, if you want to read those books, get them in. If you don't, if you want Corey to read them to you, you know, everything has a price. Uh, but right. before we now, before we get to, wow, we're going to run along tonight. Deal with it. We love you all. We're going to talk about some star Wars visions now, but before we do, we're going to take a quick break. Tell you all about the awesome Utini shows that are live every single week. And when we get back, we're talking full spoilers about the ninth Jedi. Be right back. Wait, so like an ad goes here? I've looked everywhere. I don't see any files anywhere for an ad. Oh my God, I'm the worst editor ever. Matt, please come back. Uh, Go to utini.com and uh, buy some books or something. You know, affiliate links, money, Patreon. Yeah. Okay, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. And Corey made it! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, welcome back, man. 
Uh, and welcome back to all of you who are still watching. I'm going to do another thing that Wes told me to do earlier. Uh, if you didn't earlier, make sure you like the video uh, that you're watching. If you like it, if you don't, just Sorry, give it a is... give it a thumbs down. It does the same thing. So whatever. Wes, just Wes, no. Don't oh my... ever tell people what? to do that. What's wrong with you? All right. Same... Anyway, um, if you if, if y'all uh, missed our show last week, we did talk about the first four uh, episodes of Star Wars Visions, and we talked about ones that really hit us in a nice way, and other ones we didn't like maybe as much. So this week we're gonna finish up season one. I'll mm -hmm. say. I don't yep. know because who knows? Uh, with the next I mean, five be, episodes, and we're only we're already forty minutes into the episodes. I mean, we can just sum it up really fast. I mean, there's a couple good ones, a couple bad ones. I mean, I think it's the end of the show, guys. I mean, you know, all right, everyone, thank you to, to all our patrons. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Charles, get back in the camera. You tall, you you, you giant. Oh man, Charles just right. so much taller. I was than Corey when we both. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm gonna like wear platform shoes or some shit the first time we all meet. I swear Please to God, wear platform shoes. I'm <laughs> Star Wars, man. All right. Uh, Starting off tonight, uh, our first episode we want to talk about. Again, last time we're gonna say it. Full spoilers ahead. So if you haven't watched it, here we go. The first episode we're gonna talk about is episode five, The Ninth Jedi. This was created by Production IG. This features a couple of familiar faces, like Simu Liu, who is Shang-Chi, uh, as La. And Masioka, who is from Heroes, a hero from Heroes, if you guys watched that show in the early aughts, as Ethan. And this says the following. The daughter of a lightsaber smith is pursued by dark forces while on a dangerous mission. Uh, and do we have a poster for that, I believe? I think I put them up there. Let's show the cute people the poster. Maybe not. Who's to say? Uh, that's not it. Nope. <laughs> that's not here it. it. Is. Here it is. Here that's it is. not it. Oh, shit. Oh, oh no. That's not oh, it. No. What? These are not in order. What the hell? Well, we'll see what we can get it. Here I, we I go. Know. Here we go. All Here right. Go. The Ninth Jedi. This beautiful poster. Um, if you are on the audio, if you haven't seen this yet, StarWars.com has all of these. I love this poster because it's a very kind of soft poster. All about our main character kind of holding this lightsaber <clears> in a glowing blue light. And I think it really shows the kind of tender nature of the Force. Yeah. Even though it's an episode that gets pretty freaking intense. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. This I haven't seen this cover before. This is this is pretty. It's super yeah. good. See, do you remember in this episode, they, the God, what was his name? The, uh, the was master M. guy. Yeah, the master. I think um, that was Law. Like the sword master. Law. Oh no, yeah. the main guy. Yeah, the main <clears throat> guy. Um. Well, he sends out these beacons to Jedi to come to this temple, right? The Margrave. The Margrave. Mar yes. Thank you. And I didn't count seven Jedi. They were there outside of there were seven. There should have been seven Jedi, and then the young boy, and then mm -hmm. this is the ninth Jedi, the one in this poster here holding the lightsaber. <clears throat> I counted six. Was I? Margrave is one. Margrave is the Jedi. There we go, Wes. Okay. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> there we it got is. there. All right. There's nine. Okay. Thank you. Um. <laughs> And hey, speaking of nine, uh, let's go around and give our one to tens, uh, as we did last time, uh, which I right. will start I forgot, with. I forgot we did that. <clears throat> me too, because like, that's why it I'm took like me a while. I'm twitching and hitting gonna, all kinds of buttons in this stream right now. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to remember what I scored stuff last week to make sure this week is appropriate. It's all fake. Uh, so I'll start <laughs> off. I'm going to give this one. <laughs> this, this, this podcast doesn't actually matter. It's, Charles. it's all fake. Come on. It's all yeah. space. Uh, I'm going to go 9.6 on this one. Uh, Charles, you're thinking for a while. So, Corey, what do you got? 10. 10, maybe. <laughs> yes. I love yes! this. This is by far my favorite. I've been jacked to talk about it. <clears throat> Wes, okay. what do you got? This is my second favorite, so I'm going to give it a 9.3. So that's like a three to you, huh? Yeah. That's okay. right. All right, Charles? This doesn't make any sense. It's a 9.3. It means it's really freaking good. Charles? Uh, uh, this was also my favorite. I'm going to give it a perfect 10 because there's not a second mm. that would change. Yes! Oh! All right. Unite, Charles! I'm, I'm going to up it to a 9.9, 9. and we'll see what happens now. Uh, that we do. So our two tens, Corey, this is your favorite. Yeah. Preach. Okay. So this, there's a lot to love about this, this story. First of all, the story itself is super, super rich, it's right? Oh, so good. Yes. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. like the, the entire premise that it's like, I mean, this is also kind of fits into Canon a little bit. Like, it I could. mean, yeah, there's just like post order 66 type of thing. Like the Jedi are all mm -hmm. gone. Like the lightsaber, our lightsaber is kind of extinct as a weapon. Like nobody has them, and that's sort of alluded to in Episode Four too, right? Mm -hmm. So like, you know, it's yeah. it's just interesting at the fact that like a call could be sent out because we have lightsabers, right? You know, yep. they're for sale. Come come buy one. You know, like <laughs> it's sick. <laughs> Sh shipping unavailable. Yeah, I I love particularly the the mythology that was added to this one too. Like I'm. I we all are, but I have also a huge lover of crystal lore. We talk about that a ton, and like my God, the saber smithing literally with with the hammer, and then the fact that like <clears throat> oh, it gets its color based on the wielder. What an awesome idea! So that <clears throat> moment when all the Sith turn on their lightsabers, I I saw I watched it again today, and I that's maybe my favorite moment in the season. That yeah, moment same. when. The, when the because the guy's like, oh, I'm blue, oh, I'm colorless, and like, we're all Sith. It's like, yeah, oh my god, what the hell is happening? But also the moment where uh, Kara locks blades with one of the Sith, and it literally turns from colorless to green. To like green. that's the moment yes. she becomes like Dude. a fledged Jedi. All right, it's it a ten. So I'm stupid. Sorry about that. There, there was just remember last last episode. Uh, I talked a lot about like how several of these stories just had these little twists and unexpected storytelling elements, mm -hmm. and that yeah. was like this is kind of the episode I was uh, kind of alluding to a lot, right? The the colorless lightsaber because she's not quite strong enough with the force. It was a freaking awesome idea. All right, that's yes. like so cool. one of the coolest things we've ever seen, and like. The Jedi choosing the color is so sick. Like that's just yeah. such an interesting storytelling yeah. element that is obviously not a part of storytelling right now, right? It's not a part mm -hmm. of canon, but that's such a clever spinoff yeah. of an interesting Star Wars idea. So and like when the guys goes from red about. to purple and he goes like, "Oh, I see it. I I see you changing literally yeah. by color." Yes. Like yeah. what a it's so cool. Yeah. We've all talked about what color would your <laughs> lightsaber be, right? But it's interesting mm -hmm. to think that it's not even like necessarily just a choice. It like literally reflects you. Like that. Yes. Juan chooses so the bad. wizard, son. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Get with yeah. it. I I love it. Yeah. That the whole uh, the whole red turn to purple thing was really really cool too. Yeah. Like like cause was it? What is it? I thought it was it because that's why. He, that's one of the things where I didn't. Oh, yeah. Hit. 
They follow he, up with it because he asked him, he said, he says, I'm sorry, master. I lost myself in the dark or something like yeah. that. I'm like, bro, what a though. freaking line. You literally, you literally though, got changed. Ethan, Ethan just picks himself up off the ground after getting like beat down by this yes. guy. He's like, it's cool, man. Like, don't worry, don't worry <laughs> yeah. about it. You're, no, like, I get it. Now. It's fine. You're a big bird, man. I understand. <laughs> oh, my only, my only qualm with this. And it, no, it, shut it, up, Wes. There's no qualms. No qualms. <laughs> and it happened in another episode too. It's almost like they, they're, relying too much upon the lightsaber to <clears throat> depict a Jedi. So mm -hmm. like you, you're a Jedi because of your lightsaber and it shouldn't yeah. be that way. So yeah. they, yeah, they I can see that, I guess they did. I mean, hold the it's lightsaber. Idea, but I guess I can see it. <laughs> <laughs> it, kinda, it didn't leave my brain the entire time I was watching it, but I, oh, I really man. did like this one. I really did like this one. I also want to well, call it um, something bland face just put in this, in the chat. One of the scenes that we haven't talked about, uh, is uh, that shows the animation in, in this one how good the yeah. motion was that yeah. ice the speeder scene on the lake where they were sliding back and forth like oh, yeah. it's in the trailer but when she jumps off and she keeps running but is still moving backwards <clears throat> because the ice slick like yeah. just little things like that were so specifically great about this and did she do the bit, uh no, go ahead Wes sorry uh, I got a bit dizzy when they revolved the planet 180 <clears throat> degrees oh yeah that was a lot <laughs> twice and I was like whoa yeah. I need yeah. I need to take that a, was a lot. Was the Disney ride? <laughs> yeah. But the, the speeder bike chase was another one of those things in it that just felt so yeah. Star Wars. Yep. Yeah. Like it, yep. It, I, it indoor, was baby. one of the better speeder bike chases we've seen, honestly. Yeah, I mean, period. It was really good. Yeah. And didn't she do the whole Return of the Jedi Luke thing where she like got off the bike and like yep. chopped the front yeah. of it in yep. half, right? It, like, yeah. Motion too, yeah. Yes, yeah. that was awesome. And also something else that we haven't mentioned yet is the droid. The droid, the droid the guy, is that his break? <laughs> that was so cool. I loved that. Yeah, stupid. I love that, that part. It felt very Studio Ghibli to me of yes. like, of yeah, like, yeah. Uh, like having to interrupt this droids like every day. All the other droids are like dead. <laughs> they're just like sitting on the yeah. bench. He's like, also, go find dude, someone else, and they're like all literally know, in pieces break. right here. Loved it. Listen, dude, I uh, I am fiercely pro union for droids. Take your break. That was so. That was not cool of her. Bring that up with your 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 head. Make sure you file a grievance. And um, the the trebuchet grappling hooks that take cool. like. Years out of the sky, it was and so then come anime. back in the atmosphere. Incredible! I mean, come on, Incredible. That's it was awesome. so it was so <laughs> anime. I mean, it was this felt like the most. This felt like like it like it hit the mark the closest for me of like okay, let's take a Star Wars inspired anime and do something original and unique with it. This like yeah. hit it. This is what was in my mind, like mind's eye in regards to this, because it feels just very much like the type of anime that I think I most enjoy, which is that sort of art form kind of Studio Ghibli type of anime, mm -hmm. I think. Right. Like yeah. I, I'm not as crazy about some of the other stuff that we've seen, but this is this was yeah. like right on the mark for me. I absolutely yeah. loved it with the incredible action, too. I mean, once that saber battle yes. started and it's it just like <clears throat> the Margrave, the way that that slicing happened and just like it felt I've been playing a lot of Ghost of Tsushima recently, and it felt like that very intentional slices. Like it's it was Star Wars in the way that there was a lot of saber swinging, but when there were kill shots, they were like full swings, and there was pauses and time shifted, and like just mm. really really cool stuff. And it is absolutely one that I could see them going back to being like it ends with a Jedi Academy beginning. Like that's what's more Star Wars, you know? Yeah, yeah. love it. And the and the Margrave himself was super cool, oh. and hiding in the droid. <laughs> Uh, was I thought Excellent. a really nice touch, 
And I, I got like, um, very warm when the Margrave had his mask on, I almost felt like he was like a mixture of like Plo Koon and, yeah. uh, Ultron or something mm-hmm. like that. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. yeah. It was a very evil mask and, too, right? Yeah, like there was, it a, lot was. Of, a lot of debate about he, if he was a good guy or not. His saber had uh, like a circle cross, a little guard, halo, like the full yeah. hand guard, yeah. like yeah, on like a, a fencing a ton- sword or something yeah. like yep. that, which we've never seen. I don't think um, mm-hmm. that's actually made of like the blade itself. Yeah. So that was cool. Another incredible and then as, design. As you were saying, Eric was starting like a Jedi Academy or something. This episode <clears throat> to me felt the most like a pilot for yeah. an actual TV series because like yep. the ending is a cliffhanger. They've assembled a new team and they've established this new goal. And then you end it with that slow motion team walk. The only thing missing was an explosion behind <laughs> For real. It was so cool. And a commercial for yeah. a fast food restaurant. And then, you, and, then, <laughs> and then you get that switch where you see that the, that the station is actually making a lightsaber blade into the sky, yes. into the galaxy. Like, uh, gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. I, I hope we get more. If nothing else... I think that'll turn up that I think this one more than any others may have turned a lot of people onto anime as an art form because yeah. this is like what the mm-hmm. stories can be. Loved it. For sure. For sure. All right. Episode six, complete tonal shift. Yeah. Oof, man. T-O-B-1. Uh, this is by Science Saru. It features Kyle Chandler, Coach Taylor from Friday Night Lights as the voice of Mitaka, <laughs> the master. Um, this is Astro Boy. It's a cybernetic boy who dreams of being a Jedi, discovers a dangerous truth about his creator. Um, do we have the poster brought up for this one? It is much uh, different in tone here. than the I, other one. Let me put um, it's very right round. Here. It's very joyous. Let's uh, here we go. Here let's here take go. a look. <clears throat> look at that. Oh, yeah. wow. The poster Airy looks droid. really cool. Yeah, the it is a great poster. a great poster, dude. Yeah, it is. That's, it, it's got the lens flare. It's got it's got almost like an OT or more like a prequel actually kind of feeling to it. Yeah, the prequel yeah. posters. Yeah, yeah. All right, you know, let's, uh, were you gonna say something? I was before uh, we go I, around. I was I was just gonna say this was this was one that like I shockingly kind of enjoyed a lot more than I thought I was going Ooh. to like. Yeah, I mean, this is uh, what was that? Do you remember that that teenage? What was that teenage robot show that used to be on Nickelodeon? My life is a teenage robot. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't realize that my was the life name. is a teenage robot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This, this kind of has it kind of has those vibes a little bit, which uh, like I enjoyed. I like this episode a lot. Are we gonna do ratings now? Yeah, let's do ratings. Uh, you know, Corey started off. Damn, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I I would give this one like a seven point five eight. I'm gonna give it an eight. All right. All right, eight. Wes. Um, I'm gonna give this one a six point four. All right. All right. Cool. Screw Charles. you. Wes. All right. What, Charles? I, I agree. A seven point five for me. All right. I'm going. Uh, I'm going straight six on this one. I I, um, I was too optimistic. I want to change my answer to seven point five. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I so I'll, I want to I want to hear what you guys think about it. This this was a tough one for me. Where like I think like objectively. The goal of this episode was 100% met. I think they made exactly the kind of short they wanted. I think the animation style oh, yeah. fit the story. I think that for all, everything it was trying to do, they mm-hmm. absolutely did it well, technically and creatively. Just didn't ring with me. The character, the, the animation style really wasn't quite what I was drawn to. And I think by the end of it, I was like, okay, yep, they told that. It just, it's probably never one I'm going to revisit. Yeah. It, no, I mean, I, it was a fun story. It was a fun story to see. Yeah. They, they were given... I don't know if they were given a lot amount of time, but it was only like 11 minutes. So, I mean, they didn't have a lot of time. Yep. <clears throat> but, I mean, 
yeah, it didn't resonate with me either, but it was a fun story just to to see. I mean, <clears throat> who doesn't have 10 minutes? Just take a look. Yeah. Yeah, right. There are there are there are two things that I really enjoyed about this episode. And one of them is the animation style actually i mean something mm -hmm. weird about this animation style just felt very unique and weirdly different i think than anything mm -hmm. else that we saw like totally it, it didn't feel like it was trying really really hard a way that some of the other episodes felt like like mm -hmm. uh the ronin episode for example like it felt like it was trying really hard to ooh the art style was shocking yeah. right this Overly wasn't that. stylized yeah yes this felt like just like a funny cartoon that we would watch as kids right i mean mm -hmm. yeah which i kind of liked yeah. i mean it was neat it's barely it the audience yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Audience. barely animate kind of avatar last airbender a little bit like kind of art style maybe kind of fit that a little bit and the other thing that powerful. i Yes, that's exactly it. Uh, the other thing that I really liked about this episode was the the theme about nature and like the research about yeah, restoring the planet really was very weirdly Jedi like, which I think is maybe mm -hmm. what they were kind of going for because he's like yeah, not sure. a Jedi, but like, but is he uh, or is he? Note, he easily my favorite scene of this entire thing was that time lapse after the <laughs> professor dies and he's going around completing the research and you see the, the life grow yeah, in the dude. Mm -hmm. that was and really the song great in the background that right. scene actually really struck me yeah yeah so yeah That's so really he nice. he was playing around he was told not to go into the basement or wherever the hell and he went in there played in that ship got his master killed or got his <laughs> yep just by going less, in there and be like, hey, any Jedi around? Yeah. Like, follow the rules. <laughs> dead. Killed his dad. Just for <laughs> just for going there and playing around. So I, feel like, bad for I, feel like, so I feel like the dad is kind of at kind of at, you know, he's kind of responsible for his own death here because like I feel like when the stakes <laughs> are this high, perhaps like the instructions should have been something beyond, hey, don't go in the basement ever. Like, I mean, you know, maybe a lot. It's like, it's like every cartoon clear. ever. Yeah, but, don't but touch that red should button. you have to say, hey, don't get on the comms and announce to the world, to the galaxy, that there may be a You didn't know what here? he was doing. Didn't know what he was doing. I do that every day. I ruin I, I will say this. <laughs> I'm going to basements and people die all the time. Oh, I wonder God. if people. Well, like it's hard. I wonder if people who know uh, Astro Boy, because again, I did not know mm -hmm. Astro Boy until I heard that, oh, this was like supposed to be basically Astro Boy Star Wars. And uh, I wonder if those people found this derivative or if they really enjoyed it because of all the callbacks. I looked it up after the fact. And I mean, in a lot of ways, it was like a one to one. Oh, um, really? Yeah. From what I've heard. Astro Boy. So, I mean, this was almost like a love letter to Star Wars and Astro Boy, it seems. <laughs> yeah. That's weird. Um, which is like, I don't know. sure. I mean, like, they get to, like, again, I think they, they set out to do that. I think it's done yeah. well. If that's your thing, you're going to dig it. It's not your thing. <clears throat> probably won't um but i applaud them for doing something so incredibly different especially right on the heels of something like the ninth jedi like these could not yeah. be the more different much less next to each other episodes yeah super and solid choice i know that they didn't have it like broken out this way but it's kind of like how they we just did the first four episodes where we had mm -hmm. um we had the duel and then we had tatooine rhapsody two completely different ones yeah and then we have the ninth jedi and then we have T-O-B-I or T-O-B-1. Like, they're yeah. completely different. So the two halves are broken up that way, way, but it's coincidence. Coincidences are real. Absolutely <laughs> is. Um, and, of course, then this sequence does the exact same thing by making the seventh episode completely different yet again because we get The Elder by Trigger, uh, their second short of the series. 
This features David Harbour from Stranger Things as the Master Tajin. It features Jordan <laughs> Fisher, who is Jordan Ambrose in the To All the Boys I've Loved Before movies, as Dan. And James Hong, who is just a legend of cinema, looked the dude up as the old man, who was also on This Week in Star Wars last week. So check out his interview. It was lovely. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one just says a Jedi and his Padawan pursue a dark and powerful presence as this poster. This is exactly what the poster should be. This is 100% the episode. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. this, <laughs> this, this looks like the cover to a PS2 game. 100%. Oh, my God. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Some kind of Soul Calibur meets Star Wars. Yes. It's, exactly, it's the font for me, dude. That's what yeah, it does. It's the font, font. The font is it's almost like Tumblr like, fan art, too. Yes. The font. Screams PlayStation 2, uh, dude. Uh, yeah, so David, David Harbour, holy smokes. I didn't know yeah. that. You guys know how much of a Stranger Things fan mm-hmm. I am. Um, also, he was fantastic in Black Widow. Also, by the way, yeah, I loved like, him. Which is now on Disney Plus, not a sponsor. That is that is right. That is <laughs> yeah. right. Uh, yeah, right. I love that. Uh, Charles, start us out with this one. One of the ten for the Elder. Oh man, really high. I don't think I don't think it earns my perfect ten, but I'm gonna give it an a nine point eight. Awesome, Wes. I'm gonna join Charles and also give it a nine point eight. Sick. Mm. Oh, missed, uh, sorry, that was terribly tough. That was a we high five, it. and that was, that was <laughs> rough. Yeah. Ah! Well, that was okay. even worse. All right, I, I'll that for later. I'll quit I think staring I, at us. <laughs> I think I'll give this a nine point five. I think I'll join Corey in nine point five. Really, mm. really right. dug this one. We can nail the high five. Ready? Yep. Mm. That was. Oh no! You hit me in the boot. Wow. Uh, <laughs> all right. Ah! Get him! <laughs> Get your hand up under his shirt. All right, boys. <laughs> Our audio listeners right now are so done with this. <laughs> Love you guys. Oh, uh, man. All right. So this this one was pretty fun, I thought. Yeah, like Classic I mean, Star Wars story. Charles, fun. Fun. Yeah. It was pretty fun. 9.5 for you. It was more than pretty fun. Okay. This, yeah. this, uh, this, this story, I really dug. I really dug yeah. this. I actually personally will say I dug this because I got a big... Uh, Qui-Gon Obi-Wan vibe. Yes. Well, I got a big Qui-Gon Obi-Wan vibe, and it's not just I got uh, a the huge Masters here. Vibe from <laughs> one of the other shows. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. All right. This was um this was another one that I thought the music did a lot. Like the moments of silence and then the moments of music that they had did mm-hmm. a lot. The actual um battle itself that they had. Uh, first of all, props to whoever was like, hey, can we make it in the middle of a rainstorm? Because that was the best we've seen it done since Tartakovsky's Clone Wars. Yes, for okay. sure. <laughs> the <laughs> rain Incredible. on the saber, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I mean, that entire battle was just insane. I loved it so much. And, I, and, oh. and before I forget, I loved that the elder who needs a dentist, super bad, by the way. Oh, my God. Come <laughs> on. I wrote that had yellow his, his sabers were like scimitars. Like they were not the usual blades. They were like shorter Red. swords. Yeah, they curved. Were. Like it was, it was, <laughs> it was crazy. It was awesome. the first. Yeah, the first thing I saw noticed when I saw this was the masters. What is his name? Because I know Dan's name. Everybody know. remembers um, his name. I wrote it down. It is <laughs> Dan and Ethan are my favorite. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <my names ever. laughs> Yeah, you have Master Tajin and Dan. Yeah, Master Tajin's hair, his hair, fantastic. It's got a good poof to Incredible. it. Incredible, and it yep. did not, it did not flatten in the rain. I appreciated that. For That's the, the force. Though. That's the force. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I mean, 
the like the the katanas from the katana lightsaber from the elder mm-hmm. were super cool. And then they had like the right before he stabbed Dan, there oh. was like a delay, <laughs> and then it goes in. Yeah, and then. I was also confused. Apparently, Dan lived from that for some yep, reason. We all thought um, he was dead, right? <laughs> the Force Man. But yeah. if but Bell's yeah, at that's, a far, that exactly Bell's that's a what far I thought. Alive, then Dan is alive. I also Fanda- love that that uh, Tajin did my favorite lightsaber move that no one ever does, which is when you're locked, just turn it off and turn it on again. Like it's <laughs> the best move. It's the yes. best move. Can yes, we- that was sick. Can we also talk about Dan? Uh, just he literally says, "Better idea." Why don't we split up? And I was like, absolutely not. Why would you ever? <laughs> and he was so better idea. Like the yeah. he was Tajin was so for. He's like, yeah, I guess you can go out there. And he was like, yeah, no, man, that's not a good idea. I trust you. <laughs> yeah, I've never mean, been this, here before. This Padawan obviously needs some more training because he's just chock chock, chock full of stupid ass ideas. Yeah. I don't know what his problem. <laughs> I don't know what his problem is. Well, he just get stabbed and then he'll he figure it out. Know you know how to survive. I mean, if he, you know, it's lucky that he survived this encounter. But the next one, I mean, he's he's screwed, man. There's no way. Yeah, probably. Also, are, this yeah. uh, this this villain, the old man, is one of the scariest villains ever in Star Wars. Oh my Wars. god! Something they about shot him. Oh. Yes, something about it's him was the just. Fact that his sclera are black, like, and he's got the <laughs> yellow eyes. So help me, Clara. Yes, yes, yes. The white part, yeah, white the white part, part of, of our eyes. Thing, his, I mean, someone black. tell me what a sclera is. <laughs> yeah, nobody tell him. <laughs> But like Can you they please saw clarify? The, oh, it's a girl house. The uh, <laughs> the people on the planet like took them to show them the ship, and it was like yeah. that is a hundred percent a Sith ship, or at yeah. least a bad guy <laughs> ship. It's all in black, for heaven's sake. Yeah, what could right. this be? I don't know. It's like a vanity plate on the black yeah. on, on <laughs> one, the back one, of it. It's like one thing I also liked. I forgot. <laughs> <Satan>. I just, <laughs> yeah. This is not my original idea. Um, <laughs> someone else was commenting about it, and I, I, I want to give credit, but I don't remember who it was. Um, but they said that when Dan goes to the planet and he's, like, looking at the, the girls are like, ooh, like, ooing and eyeing, it's fun because it's kind of like when uh, Aang goes to Kyoshi Island in Avatar. Yeah, exactly. But it's also, like, not even so much a crush thing as much as, like, a this is what Jedi are. Like, if you haven't seen Jedi before... It's like, oh my god, it's a Jedi. Like, and I think that's yeah. one of the things we didn't get in any other episode because the Jedi are like, like hush hush and secret and yeah. stuff. And this one, it's like, oh my gosh, it's like a celebrity mm. coming to your planet. I'm like, yeah, that's the only, really fun. The only thing we they were missing was that guy that was like foaming at the mouth on Kyoshi Island. I love that yes! guy so much. He's like, ah, ah, He's like ah, ah. It's fantastic. They have no idea what we're yeah. talking about, but that's okay. Uh, I, I'm on your to, brain wave. All right, thanks, buddy. Yeah. To get back to this episode, though. Yes. Uh, of course. <laughs> I do want to say the speech or or rather like the conversation that the two Jedi had at the end was actually pretty deep. Really like good. Talking about really the good. impermanence of power, right? Mm-hmm. How the elder mm-hmm. never like realized that his power would fade. Yeah. How you have to wield power with kindness because power is not meaningless just because it fades. You, you just have to wield it with kindness in mind. Like yeah. that was probably the deepest moment in this entire visions mm-hmm. project yeah yeah also yeah. all the commentary just about that like if if i had fought him when he was at his prime i probably would have been bested or whatever he yeah. says right it's I, like I love a, that honesty too like hey man yeah. no like if you want to go down that path the power is intense like sith are yeah. na- like at their peak gonna be more powerful but we have to be better anyway and yeah. i'm like yeah oh that's that's that jedi stuff that we love so much man 
Yeah. Uh, it's so good. Super rich. Super rich. Absolutely. All right. And then we go into two extraordinarily different episodes to end Visions. Uh, episode eight, Lop and Ocho by Gino Studio. Uh, it's about a force rabbit. And it says, a family <laughs> is torn about what to do <laughs> when the Empire crunches on their planet. Natural <laughs> delivery, baby. Oh, um, but this poster isn't. This is the most anime poster, I think. It's like a, This That's is an awesome. Attack on Titan poster. You can't tell me otherwise. Like, totally looks like a movie poster. Yeah, I, I, like, I love this poster. 100%. Yeah, like you so have nice. your main character and then like the side characters all like around them. Definitely. Yeah. Almost like Resistance Reborn uh, cover art. Oh yeah, with the yeah, like, was big. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, this one was cool because it had the, the two time frames. It had the time jump from kind of like the first prequel scene to then the main conflict. It had to do a lot with family lineage and talked about like you know the found family <laughs> stuff in Star Wars that we love so much. So a lot, a lot to give into with this one. Uh, West, I'll start with you. One to ten. Uh, seven point five. Nice, Corey. Uh, I'll give this one an eight point five actually. Nice. Uh, I will give this one an 8.5 as well. Charles? I'm going to say 7.2. Hmm. Nice. Yeah, little... This is the one I think that increased the, mo the most on rewatch for me. Mm -hmm. um, Interesting. The first time, I, uh, I, I think it was just the, the, the look, honestly, as much as I don't like to be this person, the, the look of the main character being like a literal <laughs> like leppy or whatever they were like kind of, it took me a while to get into, which is ridiculous. Is Star Wars. Is leppy? Is it like is she supposed not to be officially? Like it's just another uh, rabbit type alien. Okay. Within the second time, I got into the story of it with like the sister relationship and then the family relationship. And honestly, the I mean, I'm a sucker for any kind of weaponry stuff. So the moment where he sits her down, takes out the family blade, shows the meat like that, that's just beautiful stuff right there. And I thought the the choreography of the final fight was was epic. And on that note, when he's opening that lightsaber box. This they did the animation to where it was it was, it was in a bow. They opened mm -hmm. the bow and then they undid the knot. Like yep. in in other like animation, they would just like do one quick yep. like move away from that. And it took they yeah. did that extra step, which was the detail that I don't see a lot in, in animation before. Yeah, like, that's the Ghibli that really stuff cool. that I thought yeah. when I saw it. Like when they're whenever they make food and stuff in Studio Ghibli, like you see the slices of tomato and like that. Like that yes. stuff that made me think like, yeah. no, we're gonna Dude. wait. We're going to see the fibers of the rope fall apart and then yeah. the stillness of opening it. And then it's like, it's a light. This is the most reverence I found, even though the, the ninth Jedi was all about lightsabers. This mm -hmm. was like, it's a lightsaber. And it made me feel mm -hmm. like seeing a lightsaber in a new hope for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. This one, this one, like I also read this one pretty high. Like it surprised me. I, I thought immediately when I saw the cover, I'm like, this is going to be kind of dumb. When I saw this in the trailer <laughs> with the rabbit character, I didn't think I was going to like it, but like, you know, if you were to take the rabbit character alien out and just replace it with the normal person, I think we would rate this as one of the highest episodes because I think that's right. I mean, the the Empire Maybe. stuff is really rich. Like mm -hmm. the whole like the father is working for the Empire and wants to stand up against the Empire was cool and felt realistic. He had one eye, which was sick. Like it was such good design. Realized. I don't know. Can we can we address the bunny in the room though? And the the main character's eyepiece literally has a little carrot on the side. That bugged the crap out of me. Did what? you notice what? that? I completely missed that. Uh -uh. It's there. Next time you watch it, when she turns in profile, there is a small orange carrot 
on the side of her eyepiece. All right, well, sorry, really everyone that enjoyed this bugging. episode, because now we all have to know <laughs> that. I, I right, say, it's it's a two for me. It's a two for me now. All right, bringing it back down. Full transparency, I've only watched this one once. This and Akikiri I've only seen once. Every other one I've seen twice. This one, for whatever reason, did not land with the, with me as much. I actually think the length of it played into that, too. Like, I thought other, other ones told mm-hmm. the same amount of story, or it felt as impactful to me, at least, with significantly less time. This one's yeah. 20 minutes, it was which pretty is long. the longest one, <clears throat> I think. And yeah, um, fair. and I don't know. Though, there were just little things about it that didn't quite land with me. Dude, when her sister bit her thumb and then put streaks of blood by her eye, first oh. of all, gross second of all then she pulled out an actual <laughs> knife to cut her hair and i was like you yeah. definitely could have used the knife to cut your thumb too you didn't have to bite yourself but <laughs> but also incredible makeup placement just by biting of the blood that's hard it to do it's hard to get those lines even. so yeah, yeah, yeah look, well done it either stayed there the entire time or she does that every day because it was prevalent <laughs> in the rest of the true, show that's oh. true. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I also used noticed- different. It used different fingers. Like if you have diabetes, you're always pricking your fingers and get tough on <laughs> one it. side, right? You got to use different fingers, yep. right? So, oh God. So Yasuburo is the is the dad, right? I yeah. would like to see a like a origin story of him because of all the scars on his body. Yeah. <laughs> like his yeah. face yeah. scarred up, his giant chest scar. He had like scars all over his arms, and mm-hmm. I mean. He lost both of his eyes by the end of this. So, I mean, that guy's been through some yeah. stuff. And it's and pretty cool, like, the background. Blade. Yeah. Right. And, and I think that like that moment of when uh, when the sister jumps at her as she's over her dad and, and she ignites the, the blade, she's like, this is the family sword. That's mine. And he, and he, literally, he literally says inheritance has nothing to do with blood. And That's I'm like, cool. man, <laughs> is there a more Star Wars sentiment? Yeah. than that mm-hmm. because that that's obi-wan teaching luke you know that is that is ray as a whole ray. like mm-hmm. it is it is literally them being like no this is such a huge thing and i think that you know having all of these things about your family is who you are and what you believe and how good you are like this guy to say no this has been passed down through generations through generations now you're like oh man were they all blood or has this just been yeah. people that they love and respect and that moment of realization, I was like, "Oh yeah, that's that's the stuff." And I and I do agree, Corey. That like, it, had it not been the aesthetic of like a giant like rabbit person, which again by the end I think fades away. I think yeah. if it was just like kind of two more humanoid looking people, that moment would have been one of the most intense in the whole saga. But I want to know, end, really I know what stuff. I want to know what Kevin Scott thinks about this because I'm sure he's seen it, right? And him being such a of course. Uh, what's that character's name again? Jackson. Uh, Jackson. 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 Yeah, such a Jackson the Rabbit, uh, you know, fan and mm-hmm. create creator, I suppose. So yeah, right. This was probably yeah. Jose's favorite. Probably. I have to ask him what he. Thought. Absolutely. Shout out to the Jackson Hive. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't see Lop being uh, force sensitive until like the very end. The very yeah. end is when she she uses the force to bring that side to her hand, and then she oh. uses the the lightsaber mm-hmm. to, you know, to kill Ocho, but. Um, yeah, I, I, w- I didn't see that. I didn't see like, where is she force sensitive? What's this mm-hmm. even about? Why is this even in here? It's like, oh, put it in at the very end. There it Make is. it all come together. I like it. Yeah. Definitely one I think that increases on rewatch. Um, yeah. For a bit. And then, of course, we get the, the last one. A very different animation style. But still a very traditional story with Akakiri. This is by Science Saru. It's their second. Uh, Couple fun facts. Henry Golding from Crazy Rich Asians was Subaki, and George Takei, uh, wow. Sulu himself, crossed <laughs> the line as, as Senshu. Uh, 
with this incredibly cool poster. And it says the Jedi returns to his forbidden love to help her defend her kingdom from a Sith-like Shogun. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, mm-hmm. let's, let's just let's go around our final our final out of tens. Uh, Corey, I'll start with you. I'll get this one a seven and a half. With nine, nine point two. Sorry, I just I just increased Ooh. it. Point two, I dig it. Nice. <laughs> Charles, I think I'll give this one an eight point zero. All right, I'm gonna go seven point seven. I think. Okay. Um, Wes, you give it a nine point two. Why'd you love mm-hmm. this one? I love the ending. I loved how he (laughs) sacrificed himself to the dark side to save the one that he loved. And I also, one of the things that really put this over the top for me were the, was the music with the, like the, the bongos and the drums, Mm. the hand drums the entire Mm -hmm. time. It's completely different than anything I've ever heard before, but it works so well in this one. Cause like the, the speed of the drums would, would speed up like it. I mean, the like the action would speed up when the speed of the drums would go, and then like it would slow down. You were like, mm-hmm. "Okay, what's going to happen next? What's going to happen next?" I think that they did that really, really well. Um, yeah, the pacing. Yeah, they yes, really, really absolutely. indicative of it. Great point. Great point. Yeah, I mean, uh, this, this one I'm actually having trouble remembering a little bit, like now. And actually, I, I wonder if uh, I, I only saw this one once as well, and I wonder if. Uh, rewatch would increase it for me because i do remember walking away from the episode with like wow that was surprisingly good but the animation style really bothered me i did not like the animation it's very different yeah. i am i'm it in the is. same boat where i also only watched this one once and i do think the story was interesting but i was thrown a bit by the animation um yeah. the animation something about the actually, shape of their face and stuff was really bothered me it, it was it was about the shape of your face bothers me go ahead charles <laughs> nice <laughs> ouch <Burn. laughs> um it it actually weirdly this might this might land with y'all it might not mm-hmm. it felt like a mixture of Samurai Jack and uh, Star Wars Resistance that was like kind of how the animation played for me mm. which are very different I can totally like see a Samurai Jack in it though yeah yeah but but to get at something that Wes said why I think this story was surprisingly good for people is if you take a step back it is like the core of star wars of mm. trying to stop fate essentially trying yeah, to save true. someone you love from death and in doing so directly <laughs> causing it like it's darth vader's story is what it yeah. is yeah for it's sure exactly <clears throat> that um he loses yeah. himself because he tried to save someone he loved and Ooh. i really loved that yeah um, and it, it just felt star wars and the other thing probably that made it feel really authentically Star Wars to me was the uh, the guides, the two like peasants that guided them. Yeah. So Kurosawa Hidden Fortress. The Hidden Fortress, dude. Like, <laughs> it was just so perfect. I, I love that. Also, if y'all listening or watching or honestly are on this show, haven't seen Hidden Fortress, it's on HBO Max right now. It's the only Kurosawa movie I've ever seen so far. I, I've, I just haven't sat down to watch them. If you just take the night, watch it, you will completely get why everyone's like, yeah, George Lucas just made Star Wars off of this. It's so, <laughs> so good. It holds up beautifully all these years later. Um, so the yeah. guides, yeah, the guides. The fat one, Kamahachi, yep. and the, the oh, skinny yeah, one is Sinshu. Always a fat one and a skinny one. Yeah. <laughs> you know? they, were, they were funny. And also the epitome of everything Oral is and price. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is, I mean, it, it really is one that I'm, I'm interested to go back on these, right? Because these all came out, Blind Fates makes a good point in the chat. He says, you know, 
The problem with watching these straight through is by the time I got to this one, I was tired. And I'm like, yeah, same here. Like I watched them all throughout the day and I was like, oh, it's the last one. Like, so that just kind of had that vibe. So I wonder watching it kind of in a vacuum, if it's just the episode that might be interesting. And that's what I think was so fun about these shorts, you know, as a whole is that they are so short and also unique that you can just throw these on on a lunch break or throw these on, yeah. you know, in the morning where you're getting ready or something at any point and get through one. And so I wonder how over the years these will evolve. Cause I mean, you know, Lord knows as we've watched them films, 18 quadrillion times, Yeah, you know, <laughs> I don't think about Phantom Menace the same way I thought about it last year, much less the way I thought about 20 years ago. Yeah, I think these shorts are going to evolve every Monday. You could, you could have watched every episode in Visions in less time than this episode of The Living Force. <laughs> That's absolutely right. Um, oh, man. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see how people think about this one. But uh, yeah, guys, you know what? Here, as we as we get to the to the end of this this longer episode, and you all in the chat, I've been loving everyone talking about what they love about these episodes. It's, so, it's such a cool thing to share because I know a lot of our, at least in my real life, the Star Wars fans, even that I know, haven't really watched Visions as much because it's a little unique thing. So we're so glad we got to share this with you all. Let's go around and just give uh, let's give our top three. Doesn't have to be in order, and then give one that you're really excited to revisit. That maybe either you loved a lot or that you want to kind of appreciate more. Uh, yeah. Charles, put you on the spot. So top three for me. Mm -hmm. um, number one goes to the Ninth Jedi. Number two goes to the Elder. And number three goes to, uh, I'm flipping it. Number two goes to the village bride. Number three goes to the elder. Excellent choices. Um, and then which one do I want to go back and appreciate more? I, yeah. I want to go back and watch probably Lop and Ocho because you guys all seem to really like that one a lot more than me. And it's one I've only seen once. Mm -hmm. So I'd like to just kind of take the time to dig into that once more. Cool. Yeah, Wes. Sure. <clears throat> okay. So number one for me is the twins. Mm -hmm. I'm just you kidding. Lied. That's not it. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. Like, All right, let's go with it. <laughs> Number one for me is is probably the elder. I really, really like that one. Um, number two is the duel. The first mm -hmm. one, the uh, Ronin book is probably uh, mimicking there a little bit. Mm -hmm. And three is Akira, uh, Akakiri. Mm. Um, Love that. Yeah. I, and speaking of the Akakiri, we didn't talk about it, but the guy was. Uh, he, the Jedi was having visions of this horrible, oh yeah, something that yeah, he's going to be doing point. the entire throughout the entire thing, and then oh yeah, finally, I totally finally forgot about comes, that. comes to fruition. That horrible thing that he's having these horrible headaches yeah. with and visions is that he's killed yeah. his wife or his love or uh, whatever that she scene is. To where him. he wakes up out yeah. of his space bed and he doesn't have a space shirt on. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Only one can do that, buddy. Like, <laughs> oh, Jack, you know what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> Oh, just so smooth. Mm. Oh, my, 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 my arm. And sweaty. Ooh, okay, okay, let's move on. And All then, right. um, <laughs> no, the, no, one that, the one that I need to revisit 100% yeah. is The Village Bride. Um, I remember yeah. not giving that one as mm. high a score as y'all did, and y'all got mad at me for it. Um, but <laughs> I do need to go back and revisit it because um, there's a lot of things that y'all were talking about that made a lot of sense. So I um, yeah. need to go back and revisit that one. It's good. I think uh, I think my list is the same as Charles's. It's Ninth Jedi, uh, Village Bride, and then Elder. Is that the same as yours? Okay. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I I loved it. I mean, I want to watch the Ninth Jedi again just because I loved it so much. <laughs> Great. Totally valid. Um, I think I'm gonna go uh, number one, Village Bride. Number two, Ninth Jedi, 
and number three the duel i think um because again they're all incredible everything we've said about them so many perfect tens so many just just great star wars stories at their core and i think i want to go back and revisit i'm gonna say same strolls lapanocho and akakiri i'm gonna say both of those i, I want to mm -hmm. really because frankly those weren't ones i got to watch as much and even the lapanocho i liked better i think i'm i'm oh, i'm close to cracking it you know you mm -hmm. can like feel it that it's going to be elite um but akakiri based everything you're saying wes i'm like i want to i can see all that in retrospect and i want to give it that full time so overall a uh, very successful initiative i think you know this is who knows if we'll get more it'd be cool but i know we do get more of ronin again coming out tomorrow can't wait to hear y'all's thoughts about that um any last thoughts on star wars visions guys before we get on out of here before we I get into it. the more realistic i just want it to be known that tatooine rhapsody was my number four <laughs> all right <laughs> That's a solid thing to say. I hope that I hope that Disney and Star Wars does this again. They go out mm -hmm. of their comfort zone and they give us, you know, they don't have to do 30-minute shows of a season and commit to like two or three seasons of a certain mm -hmm. show. They can put out these 10, 15-minute shorts of something completely different to see if what the audience likes, if it strikes yeah. a chord with people, if they like it, if they start talking yeah. about it. The stakes are so high. Cool, yeah, exactly. How yeah. would it be to have a season two of this like you – alluded to at the at the top of the episode eric but like where some of them are still new studios doing more mm -hmm. new stories but maybe a couple of them are like sequels from the same studios from this yeah. season like mm -hmm. that'd be incredible yeah. one and part two that. yeah it'll be sick the 10th yeah. jedi I mean, <laughs> the 14th jedi yeah oh, like, like the eighth jedi because the, the eighth jedi so oh my god <laughs> What the hell? <laughs> nice. I think yeah. Wes just did telepathy on me, guys. I'm like disturbed right now. I saw it. Damn it! Yeah. <laughs> How did that happen? You know, that was my. That's what I was thinking. You. Gordy, it's no, it was my thought. It was my thought. <laughs> my original. That's an original thought. <laughs> What's not an original thought is what I'm going to steal from the chat right now uh, with Caleb. Um, and Endar were saying, uh, season two, I'm also in favor of, uh, maybe it's though some non-force users, maybe some smugglers things. Um, I love the idea of new studios or the same studios with brand new stories. I think that <clears throat> some, maybe some of the beauty in the ones we love so much is that they're just their story. We're not going to get more. It's just the, the beautiful thing that it is. And I think that I myself need to get better at accepting that. Uh, cause I, I, I often think very far ahead. And sometimes they just need to be in the moment and love the thing. So mm -hmm. very excited. If they do more of these, it'd be cool. But obviously before that, we know we're getting some very straightforward Star Wars with the Book of Boba Fett, with Kenobi, with Andor. And we're a little excited about those two. So those can live in the same world. Before we get out of here, last reminder, if somehow you're watching live right now and you didn't pre-order Ronin, I don't know if it's available right now. But if you're listening and there, if you can find it anywhere before the supply chain runs out, go pick it up and head to utini.com and the YouTube channel tomorrow for reviews on both and our interview with Emma Candon, the most incredible, fun, knowledgeable author in the world. She's phenomenal. And like the video. And like the video, subscribe to the channel and click that bell for whenever we go live. All right, I'm done showing. Let's do this thing because that, my friends, will do it for this episode of The Living Force. If you support us on Patreon, we thank you so much for that. Thank you for getting us to 700 in our Attack of the Clones commentary. Stay tuned for the end of the month when we'll be talking all about those sweet, sweet scenes with that amazing dialogue by the Firelight. 
A special thank you goes out to Cheryl Bell, OK Endar, Earl Q, Patrick Ortiz, and Carl Sander on our Jedi High Council, and Elizabeth Coutier, Jason Mitchell, Freddie C, and Sally and Chris Eilerson on our Alliance High Command. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at Eric Eilerson. Corey is at Doc Star Wars MD. Charles is at C. Hankel. And Wes is at Boss Wes. A special thank you to Matt Davenport, who I hope you're enjoying your vacation, my friend. Our amazing editor, Ryan, our graphic designer, and Wes, our producer, community manager. Thank you to Corey, Charles, and Wes for podcasting with me tonight. Thanks to all of you for watching and sharing your love of Star Wars visions. And as always, may the Force be with you. Oh, yeah. <laughs>